When was the last time that you asked your child to do something and she just didn't do it? Or maybe he just ignored you like you were heir? Don't be shy now, you know it happens. It happened to me just this morning. But worry not, I've got a nifty little trick for you to employ. So let's meet after the intro. Welcome to the Apparently Parent Podcast. My name is Iran Katz and I'm a clinical psychologist, a parenting counselor and also a father. In this show, we combine the art of parenting with the science of psychology. So if you want to understand your children and yourself better, lead your family into calmer waters and reach the end of the day with a smile on your face, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Iran Katz. And welcome to the Apparently Parent Podcast, episode 16. Sweet 16! Wow, this is so fun! As always, I really want to appreciate you for pressing play on this episode. I know you probably, after all this quarantine time, you probably have all those episodes stacking up for you to listen to. And the fact that you chose to press play on this one really means a lot to me. And I guess it means a lot to you because you want to do something better about how you communicate with your children. And this is why we're here. This is why I'm creating this podcast for you. So today I want to talk about those situations when you ask something of your child. And you know, they just ignore you, or maybe they postpone it forever. And as frustrating as it is, this is part of the dance between parents and children, okay? So you ask them for something, and they just do their own thing. And then you ask again, and they continue doing their own thing. And you ask louder, and they continue to do their own thing. Maybe they look at you, or they say, okay, 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 and they just don't do it. And so the wheel spins on and on and on. But what if you make a little change to the way you ask them to do whatever you need them to do that will make them a little bit more compliant, a little bit more cooperative? And I'm not talking about shouting harder or, you know, threatening a punishment or something like that. I'm talking about something else, a little, little, incy-wincy change that you can do. And this little change that I'm talking about is all about moving from an active voice to a passive voice. So what the hell am I talking about? When, when we speak... Okay, no matter what we say, our sentences can have either an active or a passive voice. Okay? Think about the following two sentences. Danny ate the ice cream. And the ice cream was eaten by Danny. So both of these sentences, they tell the same story about an ice cream and someone called Danny and an eating was made. In both of these sentences, it's clear that Danny was the one eating the ice cream. But they tell the same story in a different way. The first sentence tells the story in an active voice. Danny is the subject of the sentence, and he's doing an active action of eating. The second sentence, however, tells the story in a passive voice. The ice cream is the subject, and the action of eating is being done to it. Do you see the difference? It's the difference between the doer and the one that it's being done to. And you can do it with almost every sentence that you can think of, as long as it has an action. For example, The dog ate my homework, or the homework was eaten by my dog, or another example, Michelle broke her leg on a ski trip, or Michelle's leg was broken on a ski trip, or I have a dream, or a dream was had. Okay, see the difference? Now, I know what you may think to yourself right now, because this is a podcast about parenting. Why are you blubbering all about this grammar stuff? I don't like grammar. 
And to tell you the truth, I don't either. But the cool thing is that you can use this realization of the passive voice intentionally. And then you can gain more cooperation from your children. Okay, I got your attention now, right? All you need to do is tell them what needs to be done instead of telling them what to do. Okay, I repeat it again. All you need to do is tell them what needs to be done instead of telling them what to do. Let's take a real life example. As I told you at the beginning of this episode, only this morning I had to ask my boy to do something in the morning and he totally ignored it. More specifically, I asked him to arrange his bag for school and put a reading book in there. There, He's a first grader and they have to bring a fiction book every day to read a couple of minutes every day. And he, I, I wanted him to put one of his books in the bag. So while he was staring at the TV in the morning, and yes, he does watch TV in the morning, I told him, please choose a book and put it in your bag. As plainly as that, and calmly as that. And he responded with, nothing. He didn't say a word. I'm not sure he even heard me. So I asked him again, and once more. And then I, I felt this feeling in, inside of me, this eruptive feeling of anger rising through my stomach and into my chest because I hate it when he's ignoring me like that. And, and, and finally, I stood right in front of the TV screen so he would have no way of ignoring me. And I told him, you have to put the book in your bag now. And he was like, you're blocking the view. And I felt angry and I didn't want to stay angry and lash out. So I took a step back and I took a couple of long, relaxing belly breaths. And then I found a way to get his attention again. And I told him, look, we have to leave in 10 minutes and your book needs to be in your bag before you go. So you see, this is a passive voice sentence. Instead of you have to put the book in the bag, I told him the book has to be in the bag. Your book needs to be in your bag. And you probably wonder how my boy reacted to that. Well, I won't lie to you. I won't tell you that he promptly sprang to his feet and arranged his bag. This is no mind control. But he did look at me and he said, okay, I'm gonna do it. Don't worry. Just let me finish this little sequence that I'm watching. And he did finish and he did put the book in his bag, which was nice. And again, this passive voice thing, it's not a child controlling magic. Okay? You wish it was though, right? But I've seen time and again how it helps children move from the opposition mode into a more cooperative mode. So maybe you're asking yourself, why does it work? Okay, and it's a great question and I'm gonna try to answer it right now. The thing about the passive voice is that it changes the power dynamics between you and your child. Because you see, when your child was born, you were in total control of his life. I know, I know it felt the other way around when he was a little baby or she was a little baby, right? But truth be told, you were in charge. You were in charge of what he or she wears, when they eat, where they go. And as they grew bigger, things were pretty much the same. But then around the age of two, children start to feel a sense of agency. In psychology, the sense of agency is defined as the feeling of control over actions and their consequences. Okay, having this sense of agency means I feel that I have control over actions in the world and their consequences. In simple words, feeling a sense of agency is feeling that you have the power to do things in the world. And you may know the phrase, the terrible twos. And heck, you may even felt it with your own kids. The terrible twos is when your child starts to be really stubborn and throws so many tantrums over so many things that you lost count. And the reason for that is that this is the age when the sense of agency starts to sink down in them. 
and children at that age, they want a lot more control over their lives. And we can use it for our goals. By using the passive voice, we are showing them that they can control and do stuff on their own. We just have to direct this agency to where we want them to go. Now, it's not going to be easy. It will not always work, but this is another tool in your toolbox. So when you tell your child, you need to put your socks on, like I told my two-year-old daughter yesterday, you can expect her to feel belittled and powerless under a controlling force, which is you. I'm exaggerating to make the point, but this is kind of the power dynamics. But if you change it to your socks need to be on your feet, something in the dynamics changes. Instead of giving an order, you stated the situation and gave your child the opportunity to, to do something about it. Think about it this way. When you use a passive voice like that, you are presenting your child with the problem that he or she can solve. When they solve it, they feel good about it. They feel good about themselves, about their agency. So you're actually motivating them to do what you want them to do in the first place. So here are a few more examples of using the passive voice. Say, bath time is over, instead of, you need to get out of the bath right now. Or, the dishes are still on the table, what can we do about it? Instead of, put your dishes away. Or, the TV needs to be off by 7 o'clock, instead of, close the TV. And that's it. And again, it sounds simple, it sounds way, way too simple, and I promise you, it won't work all the time, but it will work sometimes. This is just another tool that you can carry in your toolbox. And give it a try. Give it a try. Just be mindful of the way you structure your sentences. And even if you said something in an active voice, like, you have to put the book away and go to sleep right now, it's okay. Try to, you know, catch yourself after the fact and repeat the sentence in another way such as saying lights out in eight o'clock and you and the book needs to be closed by then see how it works okay and let me know let me know when it worked for you and when it didn't i'll be glad to hear about it from you so you can go to apparentlyparent.com and and send me an email through the website or even better go to my instagram at apparentlyparent and write a dm for me over there i answer all of them and i will be really happy to connect with you and hear about your struggles with the active voice or the passive voice and that's it this is a short quick tip episode for this week and I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this show. As I've said in the beginning, pressing play on this kind of episode means that you want to do better. It means that you are looking for a way to improve your parenting. And this moves me so much. I know the struggle is real and I know how hard it can be. And I know you want to do better for yourself, for your child and for your whole family. So this is great. This is great. Cool is for you. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts on so you'll never miss another episode. You can also go to apparentlyparent.com forward slash 16 to see the show notes of this episode and subscribe to the mailing list to be notified of any episodes and, and other stuff that I send you away every now and then. And if you tried this little trick of the passive voice, and if it worked for you, share it with your friends. I will be happy if you send them this episode or share it in your social media and just tag me at Apparently Parent. I will be happy to see those. And that's it for today. If you want to reach me, if you have any questions that you want to ask me or anything that you want me to talk about in this episode, I will be more than happy to hear from you. Go to apparentlyparent.com and you'll find the contact page and you can email me from there as much as you want. And I'll see you again next week. I'm posting a new episode every Thursday. Or if you want to use the passive voice, 
A fresh episode is being posted every Thursday at the Apparently Parent Podcast website or wherever you listen to podcasts. I will see you again next week. Bye-bye.